The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities. Featuring experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists, Making Life Brighter will be a forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here's your host, Winifred Adams. Hello, and you're listening to Making Life Brighter. My name is Winifred Adams. I'm your host today, and we have a special guest today, Oz Fritz. He's a recording expert and engineer, and I've had the privilege of working with Oz in a very interesting circumstance around a song I had to record very, very quickly. And Oz came in and not only saved the day, but he was wonderful. And from all the reviews of people that have worked with him, you're going to learn more about this remarkable man Welcome, Oz. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Winifred. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is great. So you just came off of doing something really spectacular, which fits right in with this show. You've been working on a special project with music that deals with sound, healing, art, kind of a mixture of light and sound as it as it works in with kind of metaphysics, if you will. Is that correct? Something like that. It was called uh, Exploring the Hidden Music. And so I think um, they were trying to look at um, the processes or, or um, you know, what the hidden music is all about. What I guess what the essence of music is about. Um, and music meaning much broader than just the sound variety, but music meaning like the harmony of uh, visuals and of dance. And so what did they actually do? I know you mentioned something about the heartbeat as a central piece or something that inspired you. Tell us a little bit about the event. Um, well, this is an event uh, that's a vision of a guy named Christopher Janney, who is a graduate of MIT's uh, visual arts department. And um, he's most well known for um, putting in lots of outdoor um, sound installations that combine sound with um, architecture, um, trying to like make the music the environment more musical. And so he had this idea to um, put on a theatrical version of what he's trying to do. And he enlisted um, Bill Laswell, who's um, a friend and collaborator of mine for many years. And um, and him and Bill came up with a music program that was um, basically improvised um, that um, just basically explored music, um, sort of ambient um, and rhythmic, um, combined with um, Janny has a, a light synthesizer and a big uh, video screen on the back of the stage, and then he does his, um, his visual stuff to the improvised music. And the central piece, it all leads up to a piece called Heartbeat, which is um, one that he's put on before, and, and it's 
unique because it um, attaches microphones to a dancer, a modern dancer, and it, it, they're wireless contact mics that pick up her heartbeat, and um, it's transduced to an audio pulse. And she dances, her heart changes, and the music kind of has to flow around her heartbeat. That's amazing. It sounds like a really interesting foray into the next step of what technology and music will combine to be someday. So Exactly. How does that fit into your philosophy and what you believe? What, what draws you to that kind of event? Um, well, basically, um, hidden music, it's, it's trying to um, introduce uh, spaces um, that aren't common, that aren't common to everyday experience. Um, so that's why it's tied to architecture, because architecture is, you know, the structure of spaces. Whenever you walk into a building, um, your consciousness changes slightly just based on the architecture of the building. It's subtle, but it's there. And um, when you're creating different music forms, they're also making spaces. Music has a geometry, and um, and it makes, you know, architecture um, structures and sound, architectural structures and sound. And um, so the audience can go into these spaces, and um, then you combine that with the visuals that Jani is doing and with, there was a, um, a very good high-tech light show there as well. Um, it takes the listener on a basically a trip, a voyage of, you know, of consciousness into different, um, you know, spaces that they're not ordinarily going to get ex- um, exposed to in everyday life. So it, it, it's kind of um, a look into the unknown. Well, it seems a bit like with this heartbeat section of the show where the person is uh, hooked up and the people can kind of hear this pulse throughout and sort of a surround sound it's almost yeah. like they begin to entrain to this performer's heartbeat. Is that right? Yeah. Um, that's the... It's almost trying to make something that's usually implied to be really explicit. In other words, when people are making music, they're connecting to their own heart and to their own feeling of what music is and trying to expose that. And now you have... Now, instead of that being on the inside, it's been put to the outside. And yes, they all are trying to entrain or or um, uh, create a, a unit of sound around this person's heartbeat. And she's the guide. And so it's you know normally that's you don't ever see that because you don't see how people are connecting inside. But it's kind of making the implicit explicit. That's amazing. And what is your yeah. exact uh, function in this show? What is it you're doing? I was the front of house sound mixer. So um, I took in all the audio and, and mixed it for the front of house. And, and um, it just, you know, had to follow everything. It was all pretty much improvised. Uh, there was a structure, but there was no specific um, form to it until they... They rehearsed it a few times and came up with one. And, um, yeah, it's just making it sound good in that space. Wow. That sounds like a lot of fun. Now, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into this profession, and where did it begin for you? 
uh, began doing live sound in bars up in uh, Western Canada, and um, somehow being struck with the passion to um, learn about what I was doing in terms of what is music, um, what is happening every night with this band playing. You know, I wasn't, to me, it wasn't just uh, a fun lifestyle and um, entertainment. To me, it was um, a method of, of exploring oneself and just exploring life and consciousness. Um, you know, I was, I grew up in the tail end of the 60s, so I had that kind of um, uh, mentality that uh, music could change the world. And um, and I still feel that, and I, I'm still driven by that. So I, um, I, you know, in my early years, I would check out a whole bunch of books from the library and just read up on geometry and and you know avant-garde art. I studied the works of John Cage and just all kinds of various influences to um, give me the approach that I ended up with. And then you went to New York for a little while, and tell us a little bit about that exciting journey. Um, well, I was talked into going to New York on a visit by the lead singer of a band that I worked for. And, um, and then when I got there, I just fell in love with it. I was originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and I lived there till, until I was nine. And something about the, uh, memory of living in Cleveland, it just really resonated with New York. So I basically, um, looked for an excuse to move there. And that excuse was to go to recording school <laughs> and um, and there was a whole series of coincidences, extraordinary coincidences, because I originally had no intention of becoming a recording engineer because I'd gone into the studio with a band I mixed for, and it was a really uh, downer of an experience. And I just thought that was how it always was. But then um, one night after a, a show, I put on a record called My Life in the Bush of Ghosts, and... Um, it totally changed me. It was, to me, similar to when I first heard Revolution Number no. 9 for the first time by the Beatles. It was just a piece of music that grabbed me and, and shook me, and I realized you could never do that in a live performance, that there was an art form in doing this and working in the studio. And then it turns out that um, that song, My Life in the Bush of Ghosts, was um, co-written by Bill Laswell, and... Um, Brian Eno, he had just asked him if he could go to the session, and Brian Eno allowed him in on the session. And Bill Laswell is a guy that years later in New York um, I would hook up with and basically give me a jump start into the big leagues, as it were. Mm -hmm. And then you ended up living there for a while and working at, uh, was it the power station? Um, no, I... Um, I ended up moving back to New York um, and starting out the regular route that almost everyone has to do, which is you start out as an intern, then you get to be an assistant engineer, and that's where you really learn the ropes, working with other producers and engineers. And then, um, you know, when I became, when I was an assistant engineer is when I met Bill Laswell. And um, this was not at the power station, though. It was at a place called Platinum Island, which was, uh, competing with the power station, and Bill had worked at the power station and was looking for an alternative, and that's why he ended up there. And interestingly, um, one record we we mixed with for Iggy Pop called um, Instinct 
half of the mixes were done at the power station by Jason Corsero, and the other half were done at where I worked, Platinum Island, with Robert Musso. I was assisting him on that. That's fantastic. And then you eventually segued out, and you've, you have a long roster of people you've worked with. Tell us some of the people that you've worked with over the years. Uh, well, my favorite guy to work with is Tom Waits, of course. I had a, I don't know, five- or six-year relationship of working with him pretty steadily on three albums, a um, bunch of one-offs for for films, and, um, and he produced uh, John Hammond record that did really well. And then from that, I, I did three other records with John Hammond, the, the blues musician, which I'm really um, grateful to have done. And... Um, uh, through our mutual friend John Wooler, I got to go to Cuba um, to re- to work with uh, an amazing piano player named Pepecillo Reyes, who most people don't know, but he um, co-wrote Guantanamira. He he was like 75 years old at the time, and he played the piano like BB um, King plays the blues guitar, in that he made love to the piano. I'd never heard anyone play that way before, but he had a really intimate relationship with it. That's fantastic. Well, we're going to be back in just a minute to hear more of Oz Fritz and all of his musical endeavors, as well as his philosophy on sound and how he records. And I had a great experience recording with him, and you'll hear that story when we come back. For more information about the show, you can go to makinglifebrighter.com. You can find us on Twitter at MLB Radio. And if you want to sign up for archive shows, you can find us on podcasts, on iTunes, and all of that's on makinglifebrighter.com and the radio tab. We'll be right back with more Oz Fritz. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Making Life Brighter. Your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
For 27 years, Kidstar has empowered thousands of kids across the country. And now we have the opportunity to empower children around the world. Kidstar is announcing a new radio show called Voyage Earth. Voyage Earth will empower kids from across the world. Kidstar has created a Kickstarter campaign just for this new undertaking. By pledging to Kickstarter, you pledge for a future of empowered people to come. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworms. I want to thank you for being a backer of our Kickstarter. Kidstar, we empower kids. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. This is Winifred Adams with Making Life Brighter Radio, and today we're talking with Oz Fritz. He's a recording engineer extraordinaire and... A producer. Um, Oz and I met initially because I had a very interesting experience with a deadline on it. And a few years ago, I was making a new EP and I was working with a producer in LA, but uh, much to my chagrin, that producer walked off with my music at the last minute and everything I needed to go to Europe a few days later to record and create a video I was about to make. So I had no song after working for a while and I had nothing left. And we had three days just about to create the song all over again from scratch so I could go and make the video. And Oz saved the day. (laughs) Thankfully, our, our mutual friend, John Wooler, helped us figure that out. And Oz flew down to LA and walked into a session that was literally fly by the seat of your pants, and we're going to make this song, and we're going to do it in one day and grab everybody together and add things on to it afterwards and hope that it works and hope that it works for the video. And by God, it did. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it worked beautifully. It was a great song. It was fantastic. And he made it sound so sweet and ethereal, and it just he caught the whole mood of it, which was really special to me because... The video was so important and took so much time to go into. And you know what? I haven't even officially released that yet. And it's it's sitting incubating in its own time, but it's it's a song that lasts with you. So I'm getting ready to do that soon into the new year here, and I'm excited All for right. that. Yeah, so thank you so much. You're <laughs> that, very welcome. That was really, really neat. And you know what strikes me is... Um, there's a fellow, Bill Moriarty, that uh, apprenticed you, and he writes about you, actually... And the one thing he says about you, Oz, is that he's learned a lot from working with you, but he, what strikes him the most is your state of being in the studio, and I can attest to that. Um, he says that, you know, you're intense and you're always paying attention, and you're also unexpectedly very funny, and, and I agree, you have a really good dry sense of humor. Um, but you're present and awake, and what I noticed in that day in working with you is that there was a lot of tension to get this right because we had one shot at it. And, boy, you were like the even keel through the storm and right on top of it the whole time without even blinking, without even fluttering, no matter what. 
And it wasn't necessarily a difficult session, but it was a long day, really. And here you came down out of the blue and you did this. But, you know, just what Bill was saying about you is very true. And I think that it says something about how you approach the world as well as music. So tell us a little bit about how you see a session and you see music when you step into it with an artist. Um, well, I try to find out about the artist. And um, so when I'm, you know, w- w- in our situation, it was a lot different. As you've described, it was very, um, you know, last minute. So we didn't, our relationship, our musical relationship, you and I kind of developed more along the way and after the fact, whereas um, if I know I'm working with someone ahead of time, I'll I'll reach out beforehand and, and just start a relationship with them to get to know them, what their um, musical influences are, what they're looking for, and all this. Um, my um, what I I wrote a manifesto that describes how I approach sound, and um, uh, what my main aim is the effective interpretation of the artist's vision. And so I try to find out from them because they don't always know what their vision is. I mean, a lot of it, you know, creative people work very intuitively. And um, so I'll start a dialogue and try to find out what they're going for. And then, um, you know, I'll bring all my expertise and knowledge to it. But it's really not about trying to stamp an Oz Fritz sound on something. It's about um, trying to make sure the artist um, has like a clear um, technological conduit, because I'm in charge of the studio technology, so to try to make that as transparent as possible to the artist so that they can, you know, concentrate purely on the creativity of the moment and what they're trying to achieve. Well, since you talked in the last segment about how you're influenced by the building itself and what you walk into and your space and everything else, how do you conduct a session, generally speaking, if you know someone in advance? How does it? How does that affect? Do you do something in particular to make an ambiance, or is it? Is there a special place you work, or how does it go for you? Um, yes, that's a good question. Um, the space of the recording studio, you want to be as high as, as an aesthetic as possible. I mean, before all that, though, you have to determine. You know, if I'm producing a new artist, um, you know, just all the basics of of what are we going to record, what's going to be the basic beginning combo, et cetera, what studio are we going to use. And, um, you know, because you want to go, obviously there are certain certain audio tools that are necessary and um, certain acoustics. So anyway, then once all that is established, then um, uh, it, it'll vary from project to project how you set up the aesthetics of the space because that is very important. Um, I remember uh, we did a session with Tom Waits when he was producing uh, John Hammond, and the studio sounded great. It was um, Sandy Perlman's studio up in San Rafael, and the studio sounded great, but it was kind of a mess and kind of really disheveled and and all that. And even though the sound was right, um, they moved it to another venue um, simply because the aesthetic wasn't right. Interesting. Wow. Of all the memorable experiences you've had, do you have one that you can share with us that was really sort of a turning point for you? That was, you know, a session. Memorable. A session that just said, that stood out in your mind and said, "Wow, this this session's changed my approach. It's changed my life. Something of that nature." Um. 
there's like a lot to choose from. It's hard to choose from. <laughs> That's uh, a good thing, um, Oz. <laughs> but I can remember watching my mentor, my mixing mentor, his name is Jason Corsero. He was um, mixing a Ginger Baker uh, drum solo um, off an album called Middle Passage. And um, he was just a true artist at the SSL mixing it. Um, it's a piece that is the only other similar kind of drum, electronic drum piece like uh, John Bonham's Moby Dick. But the way he was doing the board, I mean, Ginger played the drums, but he made it into a, a piece of music what, by what he did with the board. And who are your idols? Who do you look at and go, wow, that's, you know, or do you? Or do you pull it from inspiration straight up? I could, um, I have many different ones. A lot of them aren't always musicians. Um, but I would say, as far as musicians, John Cage, um, Brian Eno is a big influence. Um, of course, Bill Laswell and Tom Waits are big influences. And um, both of them are masters in their own way, um, in completely different ways, almost opposite ways. Um and then I'm I'm into people like James Joyce influences my approach to sound and um, um, occultists like Gurdjieff and Aleister Crowley and, and um, people like that because um, a lot of it I mean behind the scenes you're when you're trying to record some music you're trying to invoke a musical spirit of some kind so a lot of um, you know practices that go into making a holy space and creating a sacred space can be done in a control room and can inspire the the divine creative spirit to um, start to flow through. Um, Something you mentioned to me on the break um, about how a lot of the people listening to this are concerned with healing, and, and that's one of the prime purposes of music that I've worked with is it serves to um, heal the people that listen to it in a way, or it's a calming influence. Um, a memorable moment was in, I, I've been to West Africa a lot and done a lot of field recording there, and uh, we were in a part of Mali called Segu, which is used to be the, the capital of the empire back in the... Um, uh, I don't know, you know, several hundred years ago. And there were these drummers playing these old rhythms, and um, um, by the end of it, one of the drummers from the city, a young kid, hadn't seen this before, and um, it, everyone was kind of put into a trance by this music, but he kept running around saying this phrase in Abomina, which translated as, music is medicine, music is medicine. I mean, that's, <laughs> Isn't it? And, wow. Yeah. Music is medicine. What's so cool is we don't need to know the language it's in. We can feel it. Yeah. It is. And it's kind of like what uh, Bill was saying about you, your state of being. And I think that's perhaps what makes a great producer and even a great engineer and mixing engineer is someone who brings a state of being that not only uh, enlivens but sort of equalizes what's supposed to be there and it's like taking all this energy and somehow distilling it down into something magnificent 
Yes. Well, consciousness is magnetic, so if you can bring in a clear, alert, um, you know, focus of attention to your session, that's only going to help everything else. Because, like, as you noticed in your, you know, when we work together, there's a lot of, uh, you know, you even mentioned this, a lot of, um, there is a tension, a particular tension there, which is always there of just trying to, you know, you're on the spot, you have to create, you're paying for this time, and, and now is the time, and it has to be now. And um, if you can um, emit or, you know, project a more relaxed uh, feeling to it, you can make it seem that um, that you have a lot more time than there is, you know, almost like you can change that anxiety related to time and slow it down so that to allow it allows the space of creative stuff to happen that's absolutely absolutely well we'll we'll be right back with more oz fritz thank you for listening this is making life brighter your life your health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to make an appointment with Medical Intuitive Winifred Adams, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. Now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. This is Winifred Adams with Making Life Brighter Radio. And today we have Oz Fritz, a recording and producing engineer who's worked with the Ramones and Iggy Pop and Tom Waits and all sorts of great artists. So, Oz, we were talking about kind of your foray into music and how it's part of consciousness and changing the world. And you have a particular feeling about sound in general. Tell us a little bit about what it is that drives you to find this particular sound. And you, I think you call it high velocity sound. I don't know where that comes from. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, high velocity refers to the um, position and speed of the uh, brain and nervous system of the musicians and producers in the recording studio. Um, velocity is like a word that means um, energy that has a particular direction. So um, what I mean by high velocity is is the attempted um, focusing of finding a direction, which is the music that uh, the artist brings. So um, it's just kind of a fancy way of saying to really focus uh, the attention uh, and presence on the um, artist's music. And um, the sound I'm looking for, I'm just looking, as I said before, it's the the um, uh, effective translation of the artist's vision. And I'm trying to connect with that essential nature of the artist. And now it's not always... Um, it's not just the artist because I see recording as a group effort. Um, I would call the artist, um, speaking in magical terms, I would call the artist the main invocant. But everyone in the space is has some contribution to um, what is being drawn in musically. And um, to me, music is sacred. It's It's the closest I have to a to practicing religion, and um, I see music as being alive. I see the songs, the spirit. You know, when it when it connects, when it's real, when it's working, as um, being a living non-human consciousness that um, can ultimately teach us things, uh, not necessarily verbally, or but just through the mood that's brought that the music engenders um, can give us different experiences that we wouldn't have had without the music. And when you started out versus today, what's the difference in the technology that you use? What's the difference in the sound quality that you find today? I assume it's been different because you started with certain technology and now it's, you know, a whole different yeah. ballgame. The whole technology thing has completely changed, but everything I've said, all the principles behind it are the same. Um, people, I believe, get a little hung up on technology because um, it doesn't matter. The technology can be incredible. 
And if you don't have any music, then it's not going to sound musical, whereas <laughs> there have been some uh, famous recordings that have been done under low-tech circumstances that, because the music was there, it translated. So, um, yes, it's changed radically since I started. I mean, I was, you know, started in the old analog days um, where everything was to tape. One of my first um, sort of terrifying uh engineering experiences i was an assistant but i had to take over and do some two-inch tape edits of a ginger baker drum piece and that was really you know difficult nowadays it would be in pro tools and you would look at the waveform and it would be a piece of cake but back then i, I felt like i was taking my life in my hands by splicing <laughs> this tape with a razor blade it's been a little bit like um, the old filmmaking isn't it you cut that yeah, because back then you could wreck the tape, and but it was Pro Tools. I mean, you have a backup, and, and, you know, the worst you can do is not do it right and have to, you know, do it a different way. And so now, do you find that the, the sound is any different? Is, it, is there anything that brings more to it today than you had before? Um, it's different. Um and it's, that's a hard question because it's better in some ways, and in some ways it's missing something. Um, a lot of people that I work with are going for a vintage sound, so it's almost like you're using the new technology to get an old sound, but they really actually don't want that vintage sound. They want something that is like that vintage sound but sounds you know, modern. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they were to hear that exact vintage sound, you know, <laughs> if there's a reason. I mean, there are have been major improvements. Um, so they're, I guess they're looking for that feeling of that sound. But, um, um, you know, because, um, you know, not always when there's new technology does it get used wisely. And... Um, there have been a lot of recordings that um, more on the pop rock end, they start to get over-compressed and, and made too bright, and they start losing musicality um, for whatever reason, trying to compete. Everyone and, makes the volume so high today. It's so high. Yeah. It's so loud. Um, but I'm kind of not... A, you know, the music industry is quite... Big and I'm I'm kind of in a side avenue. Like I, I um, work with a lot of alternative artists and um, people who are, you know, I get approached by audiophiles trying to make the best sounding analog recording. Still, I mean, just you know, a couple of years ago. So, um, well, you know, I think fun. my trick was what's that? I said that must be fun though. It kind of takes yeah, you back, it is fun. right? My trick that which I've told I had another student this summer and I told her to find some idealistic reason why you're doing sound, like why, you know, you're using it to try to heal the world or to heal people or whatever. And um, if you devote yourself to that principle, as opposed to um, trying to make a name for yourself or whatever, you'll find that just serendipitously you'll get these incredible projects. If you're devoted to music, music kind of, reciprocates and understands that and you get thrown, you know, like the one I just did in New York on these incredible projects your way. Amen to that. That's for sure. It's like all of a sudden the universe says, oh, let's magnetize that. Let's bring that over here. 
and you do, you get thrown in. I mean, you know, you were talking a little bit about how sound has changed a little bit and your technology has changed, but it's really the essence of what you bring to the table. It's what's in your heart and the energy in the room, I think, whether it's a a solo artist or a band or a group or whatever. And how do you see the music industry today? I know that you have sort of uh, the alternative people in general, but what do you see happening today versus, say, five or ten years ago? And where do you see it going? Uh, Well, to me, I mean, just as an outside observer... The music industry seems a little bit lost. Um, like they've, um, you know, it's no longer easy for young artists to um, find backers that will let them develop as artists. Um, it seems whenever, you know, the artists do get signed or whatever, they if they don't do something right away, then they're dropped. There's a lot of development into artists that used to happen in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and even the 80s is not around today because the whole structure of how the companies earn their revenue has changed. And I don't think they've really figured out the Internet yet of how to um, monetize the Internet. And, um, you know, fortunately, besides the main part of the industry, there's all these side areas of it, and so that sort of keeps people like me going. Um, and so I'm able to still do what I do, which is use the recording studio as an experimental laboratory for sound creation, um, and not really, um, you know, just sort of observe this hulking behemoth of a music industry, you know, change. It changed how I work because, um, you know, it, it used to be, um, that you would work, on a project for a few weeks or months at a time, and now the projects are much shorter. Um, and um, Yeah, there's no big budgets. It's sort of like everything, from the movie industry to music and even modeling. You know, you used to have supermodels in the day, and probably where the big budgets were were when that was happening, and now, you know, 80s, 90s, people were throwing, you know, lots of money at any given project, and today... There's not only not that, but artists have to pay to play. Artists have to pay to do whatever. In fact, people won't even look at you, whether it's writing books or singing music or anything, unless you have a platform already established. Who are you and how much have you done? It's not like we believe in you and we're going to build you and help you develop. It's none of that. It's like, well, you already need to be developed. And it's like asking a child to come out of the womb, an adult, and then we'll do something with you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, I've always been kind of cynical about the mainstream industry a little bit. Um, I don't think, except for some exceptions, there's always exceptions, but a lot of these people are just, it's a different kind of product to market. It's not that they know what music can do to a person's soul or to the soul of the planet. Um, They have no conception. It's just how to sell X number of units. And um, and so... Um, but yet music is still thriving in, in many underground areas. And I really support people who have dedicated their lives and who aren't, you know, making a lot of money, but are just doing it for the sake of doing it. And to me, that's in the, if you look at the world situation, um, which seems kind of dire to me, 
um, you know, I think it, artists of all kinds and musicians, um, that they're providing a counterbalance to all the insanity in the world. Mm-hmm. I think they do. And they also mirror back to us what, what we are and who we're being in this time frame. Right. You know, so Oz, I ask everybody this question, what makes your life brighter? Talking to, you know, this interview made my life brighter, talking to people, interacting with people. Great. Okay, we'll be right back with more Oz Fritz at makinglifebrighter.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.MakingLifeBrighter.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter, and all of December is Music Month. We have Oz Fritz, we've had Mark Wallace, and we've had yours truly. (laughs) Upcoming, we have some other great artists and people that have contributed to the music business in some way or another that are either iconic or just an expert in their field. And we have some great people coming up, and December 22nd, we have a very special treat for you. 
We've recorded some music, and we have a really fun, uplifting show for you on December 22nd coming up. But right now, we're still speaking with Oz, and Oz, thank you for coming today. This has been a real treat for me, and I'm sure for everybody. And for me, too. Yeah, it's so great to connect again. I mean, it's it's a bit like doing movies, I'm sure. You know, people see that more than they do music things. But when you come together for a day, two days, a week, two months, whatever it is, to create something, and then you go away again, you're like sort of a family in that moment, and then you're gone. And yet... That's right, yeah. It's because recording is, recording is a very intimate experience, and it stays with you. It is. You know, it's it makes one... You have to be very vulnerable. And you know what? I'd love, I'd love for you to speak to that because that is a huge thing for an artist. And particularly, like in my experience, when we did that recording, I'd been through a bad scenario prior to that. I was walking into the scenario kind of in shell shock, really, because could we make it? Could we do it? And what if we didn't do it? Then what? Right. You know, I had all this right. money riding on this video in Europe and all the people paid and everything's booked. And now what do I do? So, right. but, you know, I was around men and males for, gosh, weeks leading up to that. And then in that scenario, here I am again. I'm the only female, really, in an entire room of males all day long. And I say that only because I need to be completely vulnerable in order to pull off what I need to do. And, right. you know, you made that so nice for me and I felt so safe and that's so vital. Can you tell me a little bit about how you do that for other artists? Sure. Um, uh, uh, many years ago, I went in with Bill Lazzle to a field recording in Morocco. And um, in Tangier, we had dinner with a famous um, writer named Paul Bowles, who had also done field recordings in Morocco. And he was fairly old, and um, a lot of the people were getting him to tell all his famous stories, and I wanted to ask him a question. And um, uh, when it finally got to be my chance to talk to him, I asked him what he did, if anything, to inspire artists. And he had a very simple answer. He said, make them comfortable. And then he told me a story about how he was recording in a very strict um, uh, Muslim area of Morocco and these women singers he was recording asked him for a shot of uh, whiskey to help them sing. And this was, he basically risked his life to get them some whiskey so they would feel good about singing. And uh, that really struck me, um, just a real basic thing, but that's what I try to do is to make people comfortable, just, you know, make the space comfortable, just everything so that they can relax and not have to worry about what's happening, you know, with the technology or anything else, but just relax enough into their um, creative mode. Yeah, that's wonderful. You know, today it's very different than it used to be also in that more artists than not are um, either health conscious or more aware of their body systems as an instrument, and there isn't as much crazy wild debauchery and parties as there used to be, but more of an emphasis on the delivery and the skill and the intention of the music, it seems, with a healthier body. Yes. Well, that's what I tell, um, you know, you mentioned Bill Moriarty, and what I tell all my students, and um, where he got this thing about my my being or whatever, it's, um, I tell, I ask them, what is the most um, complex piece of equipment in the studio? 
and um, they'll look around and maybe say a few things, and I'll finally tell them it's the you know body, it's your brain and body of the musicians and the engineer and the producers. And so I looked at that, you know, when I was an assistant and all that, and you're looking for a rung up, you're looking for a way to impress the client that you're, you know, better than the next guy or whatever. And and, um, so I I owned a flotation tank in New York, and I would float every day, every morning before I would go into the studio and just try to get, you know, my focus as clear as possible and um, just have that edge of of um being aware of what's happening and that that paid off i mean people noticed it um to the point where i started getting thrown into situations very quickly uh, in my development because they could see that i was you know really trying to be on top of it you were present and you brought presence to the whole this whole situation yeah absolutely so tell me a little bit about your inspirational songs for holiday. What do you what drives you? What do you like to hear and what's a favorite of yours? Um well actually a lot of people don't like Christmas music and I do. Um you know, I like um if it's a really well done version of Silent Night, just the real standard stuff. Silent Night's an incredible song if it's if it's done with a lot of emotion. Um, but also, um, I did a record a number of years ago where we were experimenting with juxtaposition of taking, um, traditional Christmas carols and putting them against like rock songs or something. So like we did one version of, um, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was Hark the Arrow Angels Sing, but it was something like that done against, um, the music of Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, and, really? <laughs> So, yeah, we had these two opposites going on, and it was kind of fun um, because all of a sudden the sympathy for the devil takes on the opposite meaning. Oh, um, God, that's fabulous. But another, another favorite song of mine, it's not a holiday song, but it really has a strong mood, and I, I was only turned on to it a few years ago, is um, Hallelujah, mm-hmm. uh, that song that um, Leonard Cohen wrote. And uh, there's a live version by Jeff Buckley Jr. that's... That, Jeff Buckley, that's really good. That's fabulous. Well, you know, this has been such an incredible treat for me. Thank you for coming today and for doing this with us. And uh, I know that people all over the world will be listening in and, and hearing your particular take on inspiration and how you help create sound that goes out into the world and influences people and opens hearts, and especially with your new project. I mean, Oz, you always have these cool things going on. It's so awesome. Yeah, that's exciting that it's going all over the world. That's that's incredible. It is. I mean, this is so much fun to connect again. So I can't say thank you enough. Really, You're a good interviewer. It's easy to talk with you, doing asking the questions. Ah, thank you. Well, I'm wishing you a great holiday season. You're going to have to tune in to hear our great songs that we're going to do on the 22nd, and uh, we'll hopefully get you back in and talk again soon. It's been great having you. Thank you to Oz Fritz, and go jolly, everybody. Have a great week. This is Making Life Brighter, and you can hear all the archives on makinglifebrighter.com. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us each week at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. You are my rock.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.